0: The other side of healthcare that patients go through. Because I had the fast track path because I knew the doctors, I knew the nurses, I knew the, the hospital, and they just got me in. But I was not a VIP anymore. I was a regular patient. And it was frustrating. It was hard. It was depressing. It was so bad that I said, no, if this happens to me, that I'm an educated person, I know healthcare, and I can take care of myself. What about those patients that have no idea how healthcare works? How about those patients that are elderly that have issues hearing and they cannot solve these problems? How about the lady that is on her 80s that her family lives away, all her kids live away in different states, and she's trying to understand and to solve the problems without bothering them? So that is not fair. I didn't get guidance. I didn't get, okay, this didn't work. This is what you need to do. Or this is the next step, or yeah,
1: got denied, but if Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi my friend, how are you? This is your host Sabrina. So today's episode is a special one extracted from the virtual summit to power our healthcare professionals back in 2020, especially in the heat of pandemic, where we donate all the proceeds to the foundation at Cigna, where they had a fund to help those who has passed away, especially healthcare professionals, where they left their family behind. So this has a special meaning. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now, if you wanted to be on the wait list for any of my in-person or virtual event coming up, go to sabrinarumbach.com forward slash summit. Without further ado, enjoy today's episode. We have Marilena here. All right. So for any of you guys who joined us, her and I really just start chatting. We're just getting into the group. Really wanted to talk to you guys more even before this whole thing started. And then she is someone who's Awesome. Had 10 multiple years in being a pharmacist, devoting her time, right? Many of you who took calls uh, have experienced that dread of, oh, we're going to get interrupted during our sleep, but our patient needs us. And now she's able to pivot into a new field where she feels passionate about this new career by educating patients to give them the rights, the access, so they can find the best resource for themselves without practicing clinical medicine per se, but she's still using her medical knowledge some different way while able to create this financial stability in a different level. So I love it that she's here with me again to give you guys this awesome next session. So I'll let her
0: Thank you, Sabrina. It's an honor to be here and I'm having fun. So my job today here is to kind of give you an idea of what I did when I decided to go from a clinician that was making good money to an online indicator and why I did that. I need you to know that I've been a pharmacist for 26 years, and my experience is both in retail and hospital. The one that I love the most is working in a clinical pharmacy environment, which is in a hospital mainly, and ER is my favorite. For those nurses that are out there and physicians that are, and PAs that are ER people, Yeah, we love it there. We're crazy and we're a little bit dirty, but that's the way that it is. We talk about fluids and stuff that is ugly, but we have fun and we even do it while we eat, right? Sorry if I grossed somebody out. Uh, That was not the point. But I just want anybody that is listening to this to understand that I was loving my profession, that I love to do that. I did not like the callbacks. I did not like to be on call all night. But other than that, I love to help patients. I love to support my nurses and my doctors. But something happened to me. I love a guy that is pretty handsome, and that's a good excuse, and he's a sweetheart as well. So I decided to move with him because of his new job. And I moved to another state where I had to you know, go through the whole license process and spend all the time and money to do that. And I did. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I will just Look for a job and get a new job. I'm a great pharmacist. I've been doing this forever and it's going to be fine. Well, it wasn't. It took me six years to realize that it wasn't going to work. Six months, I'm sorry. It took me six months to realize that it wasn't going to work and that I needed to find an alternative of how to spend my life. So I just decided to retire and I was going to write a book and be relaxed. But then that that it makes you want to help people and educate people and support people was still there. I just thought, well, what do I do? How do I do this? And I started looking online and listening to people and I'm like, okay, maybe this, maybe that. But then I got in a medical issue. My, I had a problem in my hip that was not allowing me to function. It was very painful. And actually it was stopping me from being myself. So I, of course, went to the doctor, and I went to seven different doctors, and none of them diagnosed me. And kudos for my physical therapist out there, because I know you guys are there. That was who diagnosed me, a physical therapist. Thank you, Richard, for that. And I went to a specialist, and he diagnosed it. We found everything that he needed to be done, and then I went to get my insurance to pay for the surgery. Well, I had to go through so many loops and hoops and issues that it was very frustrating. I never saw the other side of healthcare that patients go through because I had the fast track path because I knew the doctors, I knew the nurses, I knew the, the hospital, and they just got me in but I was not a VIP anymore. I was a regular patient and it was frustrating. It was hard. It was depressing. It was so bad that I said, no, if this happens to me that I'm an educated person, I know healthcare, care and I can take care of myself. What about those patients that have no idea how healthcare care works? How about those patients that are elderly that have issues hearing and they cannot solve these problems? How about the lady that is on her 80s that her family lives away, all her kids live away in different states, and she's trying to understand and to solve the problems without bothering them. So that is not fair. I didn't get guidance. I didn't get, okay, this didn't work, this is what you need to do, or this is the next step, or yeah, you got denied, but if you do this and that, it might be reconsidered nothing like that was said to me. And I, of course, knew that nothing like that was said to them. So I even asked to a couple of people that were saying that it was not their fault is the system that works like that. I said, would you say this to an 85-year-old female, like your grandma that might have cancer? Would that be your answer? Where's your compassion? Where's your care? Don't you know that I'm sick and I need help? And these people were like, I'm just following the policies and procedure, I don't know. So I'm like, okay, I need to do something because I cannot live like this. So I decided that after I got my surgery, which I'm much better and now I can work, and work out. Yeah, I to work out now. I'm sorry. Uh, it's hard. Anyways, I decided that I was going to be the bridge between the patient and the healthcare provider, whoever that was, because we as healthcare providers don't see it from the patient standpoint. And we actually get annoyed. Don't lie to me because you know you do. When you see that they're not responding the way that you want to, and you're like, come on, don't be whatever word you want to use. Just get it done. And the problem is that they don't know how. So I decided that I was going to spend the rest of my professional time dedicated to Create that bridge and specifically educate patients of how to navigate healthcare. So one of the venues that I use is a podcast and now my podcast is for like eight months right now, almost 30 episodes. Yay! And then now I'm creating a summit where I'm going to, like Sabrina is doing, get a bunch of medical specialists to dedicate their time to educate patients. It's not for other practitioners, it's not for other healthcare people, it's for patients. So that that I think is gonna help. But when I was going through all this process and I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be successful. This is gonna be perfect. So many people are gonna get taken advantage of this. I went like, okay, what do I do next? What is this SEO? What do you mean a funnel? What are you talking about mailing list? I'm a doctor, people would follow me. Well, guess what? It did not happen. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew how to be a pharmacist and that I was very good at. I didn't know everything else. So it was a really, really rough path. So I recommend that if you are trying to do something similar Whether it's because you can't find a job like it happened to me and you have to do something, or if you're a colleague, a pharmacist, that is going through this awful time that pharmacy as a profession is going through right now, where it's almost no jobs available there, and you want to create your own source of income, I would recommend that you follow these steps because it's not easy. It's not the same. You don't have a team like in a hospital that you say, okay, IT, call IT, extension, such and such, and they will come and fix the computer or the printer or set up a program for you. Or you have a bunch of people that are going to be working for you. You have the marketing department and you have, no, you don't have any of that. It's just you and you and guess who else? You. So it is a tough, tough situation to be because your brain is not used to that. Your brain is used to, I already did my part, so it's going to do the rest. And the only thing that you have is a mirror where the only thing that you see wherever you look is you. You are the one that has to do it, but you don't know anything about that because you have spent all your professional life to become an awesome clinician. So basically you have to go through a new profession. You have to become an online entrepreneur, an online medical entrepreneur that means So much. And it's so overwhelming. In my case, I had a little side gig and I learned a lot through that process because I needed to do it online. And and that was tough. It took me, I would say at this point, it's been five years since i started to do online marketing. And now it's when I'm getting results from it. So don't be discouraged. Don't be frustrated. Just understand that it's not easy. And understand that it's not like being whatever clinician you've been for the length of time that you have. You have that in your pocket and that's your asset, but you need to make it work in that world because that's their language and you need to learn how to speak it. If you don't, then they will never find you. And that is not going to be profitable. So these are my recommendations. Number one, determine your why. Why do you want to do this? What's the reason why you want to do it? Because you need to help people, because that is a sidekick for you, because you found an area like I did that is empty. Nobody's there doing that. And you want to be part of that solution. Whatever it is, make sure you have a very, very clear. The second recommendation is mindset. You need to understand that things are going to be different. Like I was telling you about, you're not going to have an IT department. You're not going to have somebody that is going to be bringing you stuff. You have to do it all. And it's exhausting. And because you think this is new, I don't know if it's going to work. You don't want to invest money on it. But I'm going to show you something that I wrote. And it says, it's backwards there, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to read it. It says, I cannot afford to save money. Saving money is too expensive when I am a solopreneur. I tried to save money. I tried to figure it out. I'm like, this is not hard. I can do it. Well, it took me 20 times longer than I thought it was going to take me to learn that. Plus, all that time that I invest with it cost me money. If I would invest in somebody else to help me with stuff that they're experts on, I would have been able to do my part But because I decided that it was going to be easy, I was going to get it done, I wasted all this time learning. And because I am a pharmacist that is very meticulous and I need to know every single nuance of it, it took me way longer. And it was a waste of time and effort that I would never recommend to anybody. So my suggestion is, number one. Keep your mindset that you are going to need help and that you are not an expert on everything. You just know one part, which is content. Everything else you need help with. Whether it's that you get a VA or you buy a program that is going to help you with it or you have a whole course that is going to pre-chew, pre-digest everything for you. So you just have to follow the steps. Or if you join a mastermind or a group that is going to guide you through this, all that, I know is money. I know you think, but why would I throw money on something that I haven't even determined if it's going to give me money? Because you need it the same way that you went to school and you pay for that because you need to get trained for it. Same thing, basically the same thing. The other thing that I want you to remember is that you are going through a new process, a new profession. You are becoming an online entrepreneur that is a clinician. So you need to have both of them together. So keep your mind ready for that. And whenever you think, but when I was a doctor, everybody did what I said you're not there anymore. When I was a pharmacist, I would just mix something and get it ready, but I'm not there anymore. So that's something that you need to understand and have it clear. And then if those shields that are protecting you from being successful are removed from the past, then it's going to be way easier. Another thing that I want you to think about is, You're going to have issues on your way. You're going to have doubt. You're going to have money issues. You're going to have a lack of path. You don't know where to go. If you're creating something new like I did, nobody told me. Nobody was there to tell me, hey, this is how you do it. I had to create it, which is not bad, but it was harder. That definitely happened. And then that created a lot of frustration on me because I was like, but I want to do it, but I don't know how. It was tough. But then I worked harder and I out it out. It wasn't easy and it wasn't fast, but I did it. And the other thing that happened is the very famous imposter syndrome, that ugly guy or girl that is annoying us, telling us that we can't, that we shouldn't, that it's not gonna work, and petrified us from whatever path we want to follow. Just for that, I created this training that is part of the freebies that I'm going to give you. And if, I will post the link in a second. I think Sabrina has it too, where you can learn my process to keep the imposter syndrome away from your goals. And the way that I did it is that I kept them in the corner and I will tell you everything in there. So I hope that that helps you because the imposter syndrome is a true preventer of your path to be successful. So please understand that the voices in your mind that are being negative to you It's not you. It's not your brain, super smart brain telling you that is a mistake. It's a defensive way to protect you from making mistakes that you don't even know that are going to happen. So anyways, more details on that training. The big time helpers that I want to leave you with. Number one, network, 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 network. So in environments like this, get to know people, find out what they're doing, learn what they do, how they do. Everybody's struggling because this is not our way. In a hospital, you see everybody being experts. Here, we're all learning. So because we know how hard it is, we don't mind helping each other. And whenever you learn something, make sure you share and you help others because you got help too. So keep it going. Also, invest money. I know it's not easy to understand that, but pay for stuff that you are not going to be able to do it. Get a VA, get a course, get a program, get anything that will help you get where you need to be make sure that you join a mastermind because none of your colleagues or friends that were super supportive before know what you're doing and they might try to change your mind. And that is not necessarily what you need at that point. My last suggestion will be get into the mindset that is so solid that you end up buying a can of oil spray. And what do I mean by that? that is something that you're going to use as a weapon. Whenever somebody tells you that you something that you don't need to listen and you don't need to hear, you say, oh, thank you for that. Yeah, sure. Use that spray to spray yourself and whatever they say, let it slide. So they don't stick to you. Just let them slide because they're doing it because they love you, but they're not helping you. So I hope that this helps. Don't forget to get the imposter syndrome freebie because God is going to help and that guy needs to be defeated. Sabrina?
1: That's awesome. I know, know, right? And that's why me, the two of us, one live, we're just like, oh, let's just talk for 15 minutes and then a half hour goes by. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Or Uh, an hour. Yeah. We're an hour, exactly. The point is when you're so passionate about the things that you believe in, right? And beyond passion, there's the belief system. And why do we talk about imposter syndrome is that sometimes you don't even recognize your value. And just like what I talked about yesterday, more than 80% of the people don't know how awesome you already are. Right? Mm -hmm. When we're thinking Mm -hmm. about our quality, there's so many things out there. You should be proud of. I mean, you should be tap into that every freaking day. Why do I ask you to say something good about yourself every morning? (laughs) It's validation, ladies and gentlemen. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode?